This is Hit Bull Win Podcast, the official podcast of the Durham Bulls, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Hit Bull Win Podcast. Got a doozy for you today. Lots of information. Someone that has been mentioned on the podcast dozens of times has finally agreed to come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paxton Rembis, our graphic designer, the better half of Durham Bulls creative uh, department. Uh, if you've been around the ballpark, you've seen him with a camera. Big old bald head. Great value, Mike Brasso. He is on, but right now we'll, we'll give a little introduction. My name is Patrick Norwood. I am the video and digital production manager here with the Durham Bulls. I am joined by my podcast associate, Scott Strickland, assistant general manager, comma, comma. operations. Scott, how are we doing today? We're doing well. It's warming up. Happy Baseball's Friday. Baseball's on our mind. It's going to be a great weekend here at the ballpark. Huge weekend at the ballpark. When are we, when are we posting this? When are you posting this? Uh, that'll be today. It'll okay. be uh, Friday. What's today? The 18th? Okay. Friday the 18th. Yeah. So in theory, our listeners could have three opportunities to see some great baseball at the DBAP. Duke squaring off against the Tar Heels from Chapel Hill. And it uh, should be a great weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, I know March Madness is on everybody's mind, but don't discount. You know, flip it on your phone and come out to the ballpark. Why not? You could also watch the, the Deeks in the NIT. You could. Yeah. I don't know how many are, but you could do that. Yep. Sorry about the NIT, buddy. It's okay. That's rough. It's okay. I don't think Bama's winning today. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, this is Hitbull Win Podcast, our minor league baseball podcast. If you've never listened before, we just like interviewing people around the ballpark in the organization, chatting it up, talking about things. Uh, I've been... As music starts leaking in, and I don't know why, but that's okay. At eleven twenty-five. At eleven twenty-five on a I Friday. I think this is uh, this is kind of cool. I think our, our fans can connect with this. Uh, I might be making too much of, of a little thing here. Go ahead. I think that's Duke turning their music on way early because they are jacked. Because they're this jacked weekend. to be here. Yeah. No, I think you're right because they're turning up the boards right now. Yeah. And our fans should be in the. I know I am for our season. I'm I'm in that mode right now. Yes. I'm jacked. Yes. I'm I'm ready. I'm like I don't want to say anxious. I'm antsy. Right, like I'm sitting there, like, oh gosh, I just want to shoot sports again. Yep, I love, I love all the videos we get to do here in the off season, but I always hit like March one, and I'm like, okay. Would it surprise you that the song that's playing right now is one of the numerous songs that I've downloaded in my iTunes? I'm shocked. You know how to download songs to your iTunes? Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut this intro short uh, because. We got a great interview. It's a little bit of a longer one, but you're gonna want to listen, especially at the end, for a great story of friendship. Trials, tribulations, and fishing with Pax and Rimbus. We'll be right back. Here now with Paxton Rimbus. Other Mike Brasso. Yeah. Great he's a lot of names on this podcast. We have two people as guests today, Mike Brasso and Patrick. Rimbus. Yes. Patrick Rimbus. Dude, you nailed it. Hey, don't worry. We've only worked together for two years now. Uh, Paxton, interesting case of when you started. You started late 2019, early 2020, post-graduation? Or you came up here for like two days right before you graduated college? Uh, 98% graduated? Yes. Hmm. I think I accepted. We were on the way out the door. Late November. So I had like two or three, two or three weeks left of class. Yep. Um. Had to do a little switching around with the finals. Moved here a week before my final exam week was supposed to be. Yep. Took my finals early. Uh, loaded up the car. Drove down here without ever visiting Durham before. Had been to the state of North Carolina once, briefly. For what? Um, 
I think just driving through hmm. on the way to another. Vacation. He's just a traveler. We're man. a pass through. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a flyover. Sake. Unfortunately, yeah. Ironically, he's from Ohio. Shout out Gary Allen. So yeah, uh, took finals a week early. Moved down here, worked for a week, drove back to Ohio, walked to graduation. Yep. Drove back here, worked for a week, drove back to Ohio for Christmas. You lived in Fuquay then too. Yeah, I was crashing on a couch in Fuquay. Um, someone you knew or just <laughs> random yeah, someone just, I knew. He just someone picked I knew. Up. He just knocked on the door and they were uh, nice. Just to give me a little bit of time to figure out where I wanted to plant my roots. Yep. Yeah. In the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. And How'd that first season go for you? Uh, it was great. It was a redshirt year. Um, <laughs> he was a medical redshirt even though nothing was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was a redshirt year. So Debatable. I feel like I did nothing and then I did all the things all in the same year. Yeah. Um, I did nothing that has to do with a normal season of working in baseball, but I did everything that has to do with working through a global pandemic with a sports team, which was just figuring out and making it up mm-hmm. as we went. We uh, Do you remember kickball day when we went and played kickball at the DAP? I remember making an outstanding catch down the left field line. I remember uh, having uh, three home runs that day because I've got wheels, boy. No big deal. Wheels. No big deal. Uh, that was the day Paxton got hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Amy Amy walked out and was like, you should feel really good about this kid. Like, he's, he's going to be good. And I was like, okay, where, like, what's he like? Where's he from? And she was like, he's the one that just, like, he's, he's graduating. And I was like, oh, when did he graduate? And she's like, no, he graduates in a couple of weeks. I was like, that's too young. Future tense. He's, he's not going to be ready. He, that's too young. And then he came in and he was great. Do you uh, remember how you performed in the kickball game? He had just gotten hired, dude. Like, that was uh, the day we called Mike, him to let him Mike, know. Oh, called so he me. wasn't here that day. Right. Correct. Mike called me gotcha. mid-kickball game. Which I could hear a kickball game <laughs> going on in the background. Okay. Um, so I made my decision. If this podcast's true purpose is to give people an insight of what it's like working in minor league baseball, that sentence explains I got it. offered you got job offered during a kickball game. Yes. From our VP of baseball yeah. during a kickball game. Where Andrew Green almost took his head off, too. Yes. Social media manager. Just line drive right at the... But you're right. You did have a great catch, by the mm-hmm. way. I don't want that to go underappreciated. I was hugging the line. Yep. Uh, due to the uh, athletic abilities of myself. Pull hitters. Yeah. And the uh, batter. So, yeah. Yep. That was fun. That was a fun day. It was a fun day. Uh, but Paxton. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, Paxton takes most of our photos here. Uh, does all of our still graphics. He is the other half of our creative department. We've always said if it's still, Paxton does it. If it moves, I do it. Motion graphics and video. So, Paxton, they, like... Paxton is in the trenches with me more than anybody, right? This is this is my this is my guy. I feel like everybody. If we've got a buddy system in the office, I am responsible for Paxton, right? Are you going to tear up for better or for worse? Yeah, that's it. No, not at all. Through it's a grind. Your health and through sickness. The emotional time is after the season. This is the let's get ready. We've got media day coming up. Yep. We should probably talk about media day at some point, Scott. There have been some uh, conversations about it. That's good. Per- perhaps going to be. Two different types of media days. Yes. So I like that. Yep. I like that. Uh, media day last year was awesome because uh, Paxson and I could not be in the same room. That's correct. Had to be on opposite sides of the clubhouse basement hallway area. We'll call it. When, sure. you, when you said awesome, I wasn't sure <laughs> how much sarcasm. <laughs> it's was like there. it was like fifty fifty because okay. like. Y'all had good signs. Y'all had we had we had little it. walkways. I feel like we could have done really well with like the hospital paint. That's like follow the red one to get to emergency. Yeah, you know the blue one yeah. to get to the waiting area. Mm. I feel like we could have done that, but we didn't. Uh, we had signs, and so it started out. People would come to me, and then I'd send them to Paxton for photos. Yep. 
Uh, and that went great three-fourths of the day. The That's last correct. quarter of the day, it was like shotgun blasts. Whoever you get, you get, yeah. right? And there were a couple individuals who lost their way. Uh, yes. Completely walked outside of the ballpark. Ways. Yeah. One of them got locked out. I can't remember who it was, or else I call him out right now. Bruhan got a little lost. I remember that. Um, yes. Which was a great introduction to Bruhan. That's exact. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, by the way, lockout's over, boys. Yeah. How about that? Um, didn't affect our opening it day. Did but not affect opening day, April 12th, DurhamBulls.com slash tickets. Um, Pax, you had we, – we brought you up many times on the podcast. You've listened to the podcast a lot. If Define you, a lot. How, what percentage would you say you've I'd say to? since he started 100% I feel like episodes. I'm like the international man of mystery on okay. the podcast. Yeah. I feel like I'm referred to in Hipple <laughs> when <laughs> podcast canon a lot. You're but like, like the Kaiser Soze of the Durham like No Bulls. one really knows like the origin story. and like. <laughs> so this is the reveal. Yeah, this is yeah, it. Yeah, somewhat. This is it. What's been your favorite episode you've listened to so far? Tell us how good we are is what I'm asking right now. I think... Y'all did an episode. What was the first episode you did during the season last year? Did you do one like like the week after opening Dude, day? That may have been that mailbag episode we did. He's a big fan of the mailbag episode. You don't like the mailbag episode? No, I, uh, I, 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 I like it. Oh, okay. You, yeah. guys, you guys did an episode either the week after opening day last year or the week before that opening day right. the timeline last sounds year. Right. Yeah. And I was listening to it driving home. And, like, you were talking about, like, Patrick was talking about um, all the folks who had worked here over the past year, year and a half, and had yet to see a Durham Bulls baseball game. Yep. And uh, got me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Got me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, it was pretty that pretty was emotional just having that red shirt 2020 season where we just – we didn't do what we exactly signed up signed for. Up and do. it was a lot of hard work to get to 2021 opening day and to see it all come to fruition. It was – it was definitely emotional. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun episode. Um, I remember that was one that kind of felt like the bookend that we did because we did one right when COVID started, and it was like we might be back in June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Odd foreshadowing. <laughs> two, 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 wait, two weeks later, it's like Patrick, farewell. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in September. Uh, but no, that was that was a good one. I, I kind of forgotten about that, but we bookended sort of. Our experience with not having a season, I think, with those two episodes. I agree with that. Uh, so let's get more into your role. Um, and basically, you and I both get emails pretty much every two or three days. How do I get to do what you do? Can I come work for you guys? Looking for internships. So let's answer those questions right now. So that way, we can just send people a link to the podcast instead of saying, no, we don't have any internships. Drive viewership. Or here's how I got into what. Yeah, right. Listenership, Scotty. Not a visual medium podcast. Once we were. Uh, twice, sir. Twice? We did We Funny did two. and what? Did one Sully video? Nope. I'm making no. that up. Nope. Yeah. Sully was in here, though. Shout out Sully. Yeah. Uh, by the way, doing great for the Brewers. His kid's like walking around fields and stuff. That's Saw crazy. That That's crazy. That kid's grown Instagram up. Instagram. The Graham. Grown up. Uh, so let's talk about how did you get into graphic design? Why did you get into graphic design? And if someone's interested in doing that for a career... What advice would you give them? I think growing up, I grew up in a really small town in Ohio, and I was always, I was always into art, always into being creative. Growing up, um, art class was always my favorite class. But growing up in a small town, I don't think I ever really knew graphic design was even a career. Um, and so, going into college, I was like, I want to do something 
business field, but I want to be like on the creative side of business. So I found advertising as a major and I was like, I feel like this is up my alley. I feel like fact, it's not accounting. The fact you're an advertising major <laughs> kills me. <laughs> Mad men. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not accounting. Shout out to accounting. Um, but I'm just not Shout a numbers out. guy. Um, Jordan, Teresa, Nick. The, it's the fun creative side of business. So went into the advertising program, a young sound state, go penguins, go Gwens. Um, I think a year into being in school at YSU, I, discovered that graphic design was actually a career not just you know it was photoshop wasn't just a program on your computer you could actually like make a living at it yeah um so then i just kind of buried myself in that taught myself a lot watch a lot of youtube videos um took some graphic design classes along with my advertising coursework at ysu um eventually interned with the athletic department school did a whole bunch of internships in undergrad kind of just took any opportunity that was available went across the country working for a couple ton of baseball teams right ton of baseball teams um, rattle off your teams right quick hold on this is gonna be fun scott rattle off your baseball teams too <laughs> winston-salem durham there we go lima locos johnson city cardinals now the johnson city Doughboys. um goodyear ballpark in goodyear arizona spring sure. training home of sure. the cleveland guardians and cincinnati reds uh fond du lac dock spiders in Wisconsin. Right. What'd you call me? Scott, Scott's face when you said the Fond du Lac uh, Spiders. 2018 Northwoods League champs. Uh, shout out to the Spideys. Yeah, dude. And then... What'd that ring look like? Um, Did they spell your name right on it? I didn't get a ring. Oh. Uh, I don't have a ring, I should say. Mm. Different story. Um, <laughs> I remember hearing a little bit about that. And then uh, Mahoning Valley Scrappers. So I think I had worked five baseball seasons by the time I graduated. For five different teams. For five different teams, correct. That's wild. Uh, Before I graduate. Please tell the ring story. This is such a great one. Because we're about to get championship rings, which you designed. Yes. Yes, uh, I helped design. I helped design. Help design. I, yeah. What's what's designing a championship ring like? Difficult. Um, not exactly a, a Just because you hadn't guy. done it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what makes a good ring, yeah. a good necklace. Just not, I'm not a jewelry guy. Scott's a big chain guy. Big chain and pendant guy. Big chain and pendant guy. I don't own a single piece of jewelry. Right. Um, so it was a lot of guesswork and help on the ring production company side of things. Like, hey, what do you guys normally do? Yeah. Um, Did I get my ring back? Definitely. Huh. Definitely. <laughs> for, for we, the, I think for those of you who are not in the know on this conversation, which is everybody except right. the three of us sitting at this table. Well, Paxton was, was referencing previous ring designs right to help design yes. the future ring current ring i don't know how yeah, you would, yeah. how describe most the, the upcoming ring yeah and so we needed we needed a visual uh yeah i need to make sure i got my ring back anyway go ahead um so yeah it was a lot of guesswork i hope it comes out uh as good as we mm. all hope it does are you um, nervous very nervous yeah, yeah. Very nervous. it was one of the hardest things i've ever designed in my life why I just had zero. He's not a jewelry guy. He just told you. Not a jewelry guy. Had no prior experience designing a ring. I just like don't have a feel for jewelry. You have designed t-shirts before, correct? Yep. Yeah, okay. that's like so, a ring. So you've designed something that people would be wearing before. Yes, but I wear t-shirts. I don't wear rings. <laughs> okay. Also, not everybody wears championship rings all the time. Everyone wears shirts all the time. <laughs> I, I not all the time. It is an extraordinarily niche thing to design. Yeah. All right. So 
if we can do nervousness from zero to ten, zero obviously means you're not nervous. Ten being you're the most nervous you could possibly be. Where are you at on the rings? Probably an eight. Um, I'm like a four for him. For him, yeah. Because if if somebody is like, oh man, this is just not <laughs> terrible. Design. This is not good. That's crumbling. Because in reality, for how many people are getting rings? Probably there's like 80, 90 people total between yeah. players, staff, coaches. Um, those are things they're going to have for the rest of their life. Yes. It's probably one of the few things I'll design that someone will literally keep to the day they die. Have you ever designed something that's been on eBay before? That's I mean, a great question. I sell his stuff all the time on eBay. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm, this could be your first. But someone I don't know how to, I would look into Try to the, flip that ring. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. That's, yeah, that's wild. Uh, you've had experience with rings uh, receiving them, though. Yes. Before. What what happened with your rings? This is one of my all-time favorites. So prior to interning for the Youngstown State Athletic Department doing go, graph design. Go Gwens. Go Gwens. Um, I was a student equipment manager for the football team. Sure. Uh, so that's just setting up for practice. Uh washing uniforms, traveling with the team. For any of you college football fans, this is during the Bo Pelini tenure at Youngstown State. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So 2016, uh, yeah, 2016, we go on a little postseason run. Sure. We make it to the FCS National Championship game in Frisco, Texas. Uh, we lose that game against the James Madison Dukes. Somewhere Leslie Martin just cheering right yep. now that that had to get brought up on the podcast. Yep. Um so we lose that game, but we still ended up getting uh, national championship runner-up rings. How do you feel about that? A runner-up ring? I, was, I probably should remain quiet. We like no. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't like it. Like it's a reminder I lost, dude. If you had like we were unseated going into the playoffs, like we were not okay. expected to. Yeah, be like there. the like, Cinderella story. Yeah, I could exactly. See that. Like I could uh, see that after winning one game, everything else was just gravy. Um, so the following summer. In 2017, I was in Johnson City, Tennessee, working for the Cardinals, and I get a text from my boss at YSU, like, hey, we just got our rings in. Awesome. Can you send me a picture of said ring? Sends me a picture of said ring. Sends me, like, two pictures, two different angles, and I look at it. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Swipe to the next picture. Hey, uh, Alvy. Shout out Alvy Armstrong, equipment manager at YSU. Shout out double um, A. Ring looks great. Do you realize they spelled my last name wrong on the side of the ring? <clears throat> That's tough. Uh, last name is Rembus, R-E-M-B-I-S. They spelled it Remus, R-E-M-I-S. Um, That's also not something you just take back to the store and get fixed right quick either. That is a ship. And you don't have it, right? So I was like, hey, ring looks great, except to spell wrong. Yeah. Okay, no problem. We'll get it sent back. It's uh, really not that big of a deal. In terms of getting a name fixed? Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> but. Probably. <laughs> so... I was told it was sent back to get fixed, um, and this was summer 2017, and then I just never saw the ring ever again. So I never saw the ring in the first place. I saw a picture. I still have the picture of it, and that, I think that's kind of you funnier. Should just, yeah, you should just tape that, like print it out, and then tape it to your ring, like a ring box. This it, is going to be like the day that you get married, your best, or the night before you get married, your best man's going to be making a speech at Maggiano's oh, Little man. Italy, and oh, he's going to say, man, I... I I got a gift for you. And he's going to whip out a 2017 properly spelled. Oh, that's going to be so Paxton. good. That'd be very impressive. Paxton and Paxton's Rimbus like, ring. put this on instead of the wedding band tomorrow. <laughs> and then we crush. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be an impressive gift. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Uh, 
let's talk. I want to talk about two more things with you. One of them, uh, and Scott, I want to get your opinion on this too. Okay. Getting out of a rut. This is something that Pax and I have talked about before. Um, Creative rut. Creatively, when you're in a rut, Scott, come on now. I'm listening. Come on. I'm listening. Creatively, when you're in a rut or you have an issue, Scott, for you, it has been a week where six, seven, eight things have gone wrong at the ballpark. Okay. That's a normal week where 13, 14, 15 things have gone wrong sure. at the ballpark. Sure. How do you get out of a rut? What is your strategy to say, okay, you know what? I, I don't like the way any of my stuff is looked lately because I do this a lot where I will build out an entire project and then delete it because I just don't like the way it looks. How do you get out of that? It's not an exact science. Um, it's kind of just trying a couple things that have worked in the past. Um, sometimes it's as simple as going on a walk. Sometimes it's a change of scenery. Um, you know, if we do meetings every single day in the PNC Triangle Club or the CBC suite. Great place for a meeting schedule yours now. Out. Great place for a meeting. But I'm a believer if you try to come up with ideas or you try to come up with creative concepts in the same way every single day, you're going to get the same results. So sometimes you just need to kind of throw a wrench into that system. You need to change the scenery. You need to go go somewhere else to think, go somewhere else to work, you know, work from a different vantage point, and that can kind of change your perspective, and you'll be you'll be back on a roll. But, yeah, it's just I think you just got to change something up. Obviously what you're doing at that time and moment isn't working, so you got you to gotta change it up. I think for me, because I like that. I like the, the going on a walk, working in a new location. If you have a laptop, I like one of my things I like doing is going – away from my actual desk and just working on something for a bit. Um, the other thing that I'll do is you have to be willing to sacrifice some of your time to do a project that it does not need to be done right now. If you know you're going to enjoy it, you're saving it for a later date for some reason, go ahead and knock it out, right? Get the creativity flowing and that'll really help you sort of loosen up and get some other ideas. Scott, I wanted to ask you this question because I know you're not in the creative quote unquote field like we are, but I feel like you do have to get creative when you're stuck in a rut. So what is your process for that? I'm going to give you a, uh, varying answers here. Uh, right now, this time of year is, is probably a really good time to ask that type for of sure. question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things, one of the outlets, we'll use that term, um, that I have this time of year is we've got, we've got Duke going on. So this happened yesterday. I, I needed to get away for a second. And necessarily getting away didn't necessarily mean truly getting away. I just walked out, sat behind the first base dugout, and watched them take batting practice for 10 or 15 minutes. It's 68 degrees. Uh, grass is starting to green up. Baseball's on our mind. They're out there in shorts and T-shirts. we got a beautiful weekend ahead of us. Uh, good time to stop and stop the negative thought and get the positive juices flowing yeah. to help you go back and, and solve whatever issue you're working on. Sometimes I literally drive to cookout and get a chocolate milkshake. Do you, you just go straight chocolate? I just I, I just w walk away from, push myself back from the desk. Now I will have to walk a thousand steps to my vehicle. Yeah. Drive over there, chocolate milkshake, please. And then I usually can consume all of that from the time it takes me to pull out of their park. They go quick. The time that I park at the shop or the north deck. I is, guess. Is a cookout milkshake like emotional Tylenol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Just soothes the soul. Yeah. Yeah. It soothes um, everything. It's instead of chicken noodle soup that soothes the soul. It's emotional it's Tylenol. Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Tylenol the, not sponsored yet. Yet. Hipple win podcast member. One thing I was a fan of on the field, and I'm not condoning this by any means. No. Um, but uh, I took this from my first boss 
in baseball. Doug Marks, shout out, Michigan State grad. Uh, he was our head groundskeeper in Winston-Salem. Sparty on. We had a two-by-four and some landscape timber posts type base rack contraption down the left field line at Ernie Shore Field. And whenever things weren't going his way, when the baseball gods were not fighting for him and they were fighting against him, he would just go down there and grab a sledgehammer and destroy it. <laughs> and then he he also loved woodworking. And then he Good would man. get to rebuild it. And he enjoyed that process. That's like that's back that's very poetic. Huh. Yes. That is super poetic. That's like a uh, like a lizard shedding its skin for a new season. Yes. like a spider molt. I'm not painting him in a good light, but I'm having trouble thinking of animals that <laughs> you know people, are like good that do that. But I think that's really poetic. People have those little uh, like sand pits. Oh yeah, the Zen gardens, the bro. Zen gardens, yeah. And they, and they rake the rice or sand, whatever it is. That's why Cam is the groundskeeper. That's correct. He just that's got his he got his Zen garden, plays, and he was like, you know what, I want to do this on a bigger scale, and now he's here. Look at him. He plays giant Zen garden. That's it. That's a, he loves it. It's it's a very uh, some sometimes destroying something, right? Punching a hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that that can sometimes that can be a positive. Uh, and that was his way of doing it. And again, as you said, he got to rebuild it. it like that's so poetic. Yeah. I love that. Jade yeah. and I have always wanted to do one of those rage rooms yeah. where they'll just put like a bunch of like cheap plates, and they're like, "You have an hour, just break whatever you want." Yeah. That's that sounds really cathartic. It's, it's neat too. What y'all both mentioned walks, um, working outside uh, more than the average person does here. Not as much, obviously, as Cam does or as I used to when I was a head groundskeeper. But you saw that, yeah. You and especially this time of year is when that you you pop up. You're mowing like right now. Cam's mowing, and look up and you see the sponsorship services director walking around. You see the director of sponsorship walking around. You see the ticket salesperson walking, around, and you know. They're having a day. It's a rod. They're having a time, and they're trying to get out of it, and they're clearing the head. And that was, in my mind, not to get too deep here, but that's one of the cool things about being the head groundskeeper is uh, yeah. people are coming out to you. F- they see a value in that much more than just playing a baseball game on it. They're seeing a value of that, uh, which is a pretty cool uh, responsibility as well. So Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Neat. That's awesome. Uh, all right, Pax, I got one more thing. We just mentioned Cam a bunch of times. You're Cam's roommate. Yep. You all have a house together. Um, new washing machine, shout out. New washing machine. Did that happen? Yesterday. Good for y'all. Are you excited? Sure. You don't care. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a bigger deal to, I guess, people like me. <laughs> I love getting new appliances. I think it's great. Yeah, just I want a new fridge so you bad. You have joy written all over your face. I, 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 man, I want a new fridge so bad. Anyway, okay. uh, you and Cam are big uh, fishermen. Love fishing. Yep. Uh, give me your favorite spot to go in North Carolina. And then give me your favorite story from you and Cam fishing. Oh, gosh. And you know which story I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Car Lake. Yeah. Kerr Lake, Car Lake. What's the official but, pronunciation? Can you give me that? In, well, in Virginia, it's called Bugs Island. It's a completely I love it. No, name. we're leaving it at that. That's what it is. Um, it's the, it's the, the largest. The pronunciation is Car. It's, it's either Car, Kerr. Or Bugs Island, depending on where you are in the United States. It's it's the largest lake in both North Carolina and Virginia, and it sits on the North Carolina-Virginia border. Um, world-class uh, fishery in terms of blue catfish, stripers, bass, crappie, just incredible place. It's uh, Depending on where you go on the lake, obviously I said it's the largest lake in North Carolina. Um, depending on where you go, it could be 40 minutes away, it could be an hour and a half away. Is um, it the largest lake in North Carolina because of 
the Virginia elements as well or just the North Carolina elements? That's a great question. I, um, think, I think the beach is technically like the ocean's the largest lake in North Carolina, technically. We want to go there. This is a future uh, <laughs> press box debate. <laughs> downtown Durham. Yes, are we in downtown? I, th- yeah. I think Durham. if you're... When's the weekend start? You, The largest lake in North Carolina distinction comes from the total surface area of the lake not just the surface area of the lake that's in North Carolina. He's pulling out yeah. surface area on you. You're yeah. in okay. trouble. To answer your question. You're in trouble okay. in this conversation. And he said he wasn't a numbers guy earlier. But I'm a fishing guy. But you're fishing but guy. He's a fish- yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm a fishing guy. Uh, so, yeah, we go up there, take my little 14-foot Metal John boat, go catfishing. The Pax Toon boat, as I like to call it. Yeah. John boat. Um, your first name's John. Yeah, that yeah. would work, too. I guess that's better. But yeah. keep going. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so we go up there, and we fish quite a bit. Uh, last summer, this is probably it's probably after like a twelve game and thirteen day was, homestand yeah. after Fourth of July. It was in August, I thought. No, it, was no, it wasn't July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cam and I, I think it was like a it was in the middle of the week. It was like a Wednesday. We drove up to Car Lake um, just to do some fishing from a pier, and uh, just to blow off some steam after having twelve games in thirteen days. Hang out with nature. Yeah, yeah. just being one. Be one. Be yeah. one with Mother Nature. So we drive up hour and a half to middle of nowhere on Car Lake, go to a fishing pier. That's important, the whole middle of nowhere part. Yep. <laughs> See what I did there? A little, little <laughs> foreshadowing. Just, just really setting the tone. Yeah, expert expert storyteller here. Um, great, great stories, at one, two, and three. So we're, so we're fishing from the pier. At two. And we set the time in which we were going to quit fishing and go back home at 11 o'clock. At 10 o'clock... I catch a catfish. Awesome. Yay. Pull the, pull the catfish up on the pier. I'm taking the hook out. Cam's standing there with the flashlight because it's dark out. And something bites him. Mosquito, tick, horsefly, who knows. Something bites him and he lets out an audible, like, ouch. Like I'm sure that's what he said. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping a PG here. I'm sure um, it was that four-letter word he said. Standard like, groundskeeper talk. But like says ouch in more than just like the normal mosquito. Like bite. I'm in a little bit of pain. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, whatever. He's fine. Suck it up. Yeah. I just got a catfish. We're leaving. Can you not now. make this about you for five seconds? Yeah. So between the time of 10 and 11 o'clock, um, Cam references, you know, the bite that was still hurting. He says, just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel good. I chalk it up to it being 99 degrees outside. <laughs> we probably hadn't drank that much water. I'm like, he's dehydrated. Like, no big deal. Um, it gets to 1050, 1055. And we're like, hey, let's let's start packing things up. Head back to the truck. Call it a night. And uh, Cam stands up. At this point, he's like profusely sweating. Like more so than it just being really hot out. More so than normal Cam sweat. Like scary sweat. <laughs> and he's like, I really don't feel good. Um I'm like, no worries, man. Like, we'll make two trips to the truck. Like, you just get back to the truck, get in some AC. You probably just need water and to cool off. He starts walking down the pier and starts stumbling. And then that transitions into a fall yes. on the pier. Right. Um, and I'm freaking out at this point because uh, I know something's not good. Mm-hmm. Cam rolls over and uh, he's still sweating. A little pale, I would call it. And Cam's not a big pale guy this summer. No, no, no. He's groundskeeper, so in the sun a lot. Texas um, tan even. But doesn't doesn't look great. Uh, kind of having trouble breathing. So 
I call 911. It's my favorite part of that story. Kind of having trouble breathing. Of all the symptoms that got attention in that description, the whole breathing element got the least amount of attention. But don't worry, because when he was on the ground looking up into the midnight sky. I see blue. Uh, he said he, he told me he felt better laying down than he did standing up. Great sign. I was like, great sign. Cam, don't, Cam, don't go towards the light, man. Don't, don't go towards the light. So I'm freaking out at this point, having a full on more fish to catch, buddy. Having a full on breakdown. So I call 911. First 911 call takes me to whatever county is in the Virginia side of Car Lake, but we're we are in the North Carolina side still. So I tell them where we're at, and they're like, "You're in North Carolina. We have to transfer you over to yada yada county in North Carolina." Which sounds like an actual county in North Carolina after I said it. Yada, yada. <laughs> um, so they transfer me over to the county in North Carolina. I tell them what's up. And they're like, is he breathing? I'm like, kind of. Um, he's not not breathing, but he's not breathing normally. And so like, all right, we'll get a paramedic out there, EMT. I'm like, all right, cool. How long? Because he doesn't look great right now. And they don't really give me a straight answer. They just kind of tell me. Help is on the way. No worries. So I hang up. I'm freaking out, but Cam's still just chilling on the ground. Um, Waiting on the helicopter to land. If you haven't seen Cam either, not a small dude. No. Cam Cam no. is not a small not dude. A big he's, land a, on he's a, dock he's a big dude. So I'm just kind of standing there, just like <laughs> asking him if he's okay, like freaking out. And I'm like, all right, there is a park ranger house like half a mile down the road. Like, worst comes to worst, I can just run down there. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there, yeah, but, like, right. it's someone else to help. Uh, maybe 10 minutes go by, and I see a flashlight coming through the woods, and it's the park ranger. Ranger Rick is what I <laughs> normally refer to him in the story. Um, ranger Rick comes strolling down on the pier, uh, <laughs> looks at Cam, asks him if he's okay. Obviously, he's not. He's called 911. Yeah, it's not good. So I guess the the paramedic to back up a little bit the paramedics had called Ranger Rick for assistance because they knew he was nearby. Um, he asked Cam if he can stand up, and I'm thinking like obviously not, or he wouldn't be laying down right now. Yeah. But anyways, Ranger Rick stands him up, tr- looks at the bite mark, doesn't see anything like too concerning, I guess. And he's like, we should probably walk back to the parking lot, you know, where the paramedics are going to be. I'm like, all right, um, but this dude like obviously fell down because he couldn't walk and now we have to walk him back to the parking lot so we walk back through the trail get to the parking lot and uh paramedics actually arrived there very quickly despite being in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. as well as the entire town of townsville north carolina townsville um can you imagine what are we going to name it townsville, townsville. which was about 12 <laughs> which is about 12 people their volunteer fire department and what i would assume was the mayor of townsville was all out there it was like Big deal for them. This is the yeah. This is the biggest news yeah. they've had in months. So they get them in the ambulance. And yada yada county. Yeah, they get them in the ambulance, and paramedics are looking at them for like thirty minutes, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Finally, they pop out of the ambulance. They're like, we're taking them to the hospital. I'm like, all right, where's the closest hospital? And it's like a thirty minute drive to uh, Henderson. So hold on, because I'm on the couch watching some ball game. I don't I don't know watching some show. I look down. Paxton's calling me. It's like 11.30. What's going on? Answer the phone. Hey, man, you okay? I'm freaking out, man. (laughs) What happened? I'm falling in an ambulance. Cam fell. He got bit, and he fell. I I think he's going to be okay. What do I do? I'm like, you're doing everything right. You're doing exactly what you should be doing right now. 
Don't panic. Did you throw the fish back? Yes. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, fish. They're big catch and release. Fi- fish was released and yeah. went on to swim another day. No, fish is still just laying there. Cam's laying by the fish. Fish yeah. is laying Who by was Cam. Flopping more. Both yeah, of exactly. them were looking at each other like, well, this isn't good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then I hung up and Jade was like, is everything okay? Everything's fine. It's good. Everything's so, fine. I'm following this ambulance through the through the woods. Uh, we're dodging deer <laughs> as this ambulance is yep. flying down backcountry roads. I'm driving Cam's truck because he drove. Um, I forgot Two nimble part. vehicles here. Yeah. Ambulance and Cam's truck. And Cam's, Cam's truck. Dodge Ram. Yeah. Uh, so, we get, to the, out, Sport we get to the hospital. I have to hang out in the front lobby for like 10, 15 minutes while they get him set up. Yep. They let me back in where cam is and he's all wired up and iv'd up um they gave him some strong medication that was like at one in the morning yeah by the time we got to the hospital it was like 12 12 30 yeah um and i i just got a text from him that was like yeah all good cam's on iv i remember slight being slightly annoyed that i had to stay up a little late I, and I same <laughs> honestly same i was like i'm not gonna go to bed because the paxton calls me and i need that. to go down there can't do that yep i i texted mike and scott i'm like hey everything's okay but i'm going to the <laughs> hospital start. My mom has a big thing about that. If you start a conversation with everything is okay, but automatic panic. Automatic Just tell issue. me what's going on. Yeah, so I text them, everything's okay, but Cam and I are going to the hospital. Cam got had an allergic reaction to something. We're at yada yada hospital. Um, <laughs> I which feel, I really want this still to be a thing. Yeah. yeah, so we're told Cam has to be there for six hours before Oof. he's able to be released to make sure everything's all good. At this point, it's 12, 12.30 in the morning on a Wednesday night, or I guess it's now Thursday morning. Um, eventually, they released us at 4, 4.30 in the morning after I'd slept on the hospital floor using a towel as a pillow and a blanket. Um, More comfortable than the Fuquay couch or less comfortable? No, no. Okay. I wish I could say yes, but no. <laughs> okay. um, and yeah, drove an hour and a half back to Durham, hour back to Durham. Y- y'all were both at work the next day, right? Cam was not. Cam was not. Cam I, was not, but you came in. I eventually at came like at noon. Yeah, at noon. Which I was like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, I needed to get some needed to get some Z's. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, we just chalked it up to. But I mean, that's it, to to wrap this up. That's that's a testament to Paxton Rimbus. That's dude. right. Ride or die, man. That's right. That's how it is. That's that's Durham Bulls creative right there in a nutshell. I will sleep on the floor of Yada Yada Hospital in Yada Yada County to make sure you don't die because we didn't have enough water, mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of nowhere. No, no, no. It was not as a result of not enough water. He was. I think that probably it. contributed a little bit, Pax. He was bit by something that he had an allergic reaction <laughs> to. Uh, Paxton, thanks for being on. Appreciate uh, it. I will see you in like five minutes when I go back down to my desktop, edit this episode. Uh, and Scott, you and I will be right back to uh, wrap, wrap it up. up. So that was our interview with Paxton Rimbus. In the 30 seconds between when he just walked out of the room and when we started recording this outro, I got a text from my wife. And it's a video of how to hold a wine glass where you hold it on the stem. Okay? Is this because you were accused of not holding a wine glass properly recently? Sure. We'll go with that. This is about to head in a different direction. Okay. We're in Venice. Uh, We were lucky enough to go to Italy. Not currently. This past fall. Yes, we were in Venice uh, in November. This would have been November 15th. It was two days after we arrived. Okay. Um, Had a great meal. It's Italian wine, right? I'm not a big wine drinker, but you're in Italy, so you're going to... Went in Rome. Right. Uh, Literally, yeah, uh, four days later. Yes, went in Rome. Um, 
I am twirling this glass in my fingers, okay? okay. And I just hear crunch, just snapped it in my hand. Okay. We had already paid. Did Ranger Rick have to come what do help you, you out? That's a great question. Uh, what do you do if you were there? You don't speak the language. You've already kind of struggled communicating with them through the meal. You've broken one of their wine glasses, but you've already paid. What do you do? Shoulder shrug. You, you kind of look at them Universal. and you're just like, that's it? Yeah. Okay, we just left. <laughs> <laughs> we just straight up left. Like, I was like, Not that far away from I was like, yeah. what are they going to do? And it wasn't like a... I'm leaving because I don't want to get caught in this weird situation thing. It was just like a, me being here isn't going to help this whatsoever. So we start walking, and then I notice people kind of looking at me funny. What I didn't realize was I had cut my finger really badly, apparently. Yeah. And then had started scratching my eyebrow. Rick and so there's style. just blood on my face, yeah. my hand. I'm walking with Jade. We're walking nervously away from something. So I probably scared some Venetians that day, Scott. <laughs> Probably did. And that's why you listen you, to Hit Bullwind Podcast. You could be on a poster. Welcome to our minor league baseball podcast where we talk about apparently the appropriate place, by the way, because I know people will want to know. Correct. Right at the base. If you're going to hold it in your fingers, hold it by the stem right under the base. Okay. So there you go, Scott. The more you know. Scott, we're less than a month from opening day. Are you excited? <laughs> yes. April 12th. April 12th, opening day. You got a great week planned. You got some championship celebrations. You got a bark in the park. Uh, we, we got some little tiny surprises for opening day that I think will, will go off really well. Ring ceremonies? Ring ceremony, question mark, maybe. I haven't heard a verdict on that, yeah. honestly. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a great week. Go to DurhamBulls.com slash tickets. Get your tickets now. Uh, go ahead and get yourself some gear, too. We got a bunch of great new gear in uh, the store yesterday, earlier this week sometime. Maybe yeah. Wednesday. Frequent. Uh, my brother used to always joke that... Uh, you know, for like November 1st through Christmas, my sister-in-law keeps Amazon in business. And um, the same is true for us right now. Yep. Front of the ballpark. Yep. Uh, unlimited amounts of deliveries into the ballpark corner store. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff coming in. Uh, it all looks really clean. You're going to want to get it. I was fortunate enough to go to OT Sports yesterday, um, yeah. who does a ton of our jersey. I think all of our jerseys now. Yes. Um, and all of our sponsorship jerseys, or not sponsorship, excuse me, um, specialty jerseys from the past. Um, there are awesome people over there. Met the dog, Otis. Otis just chills in the factory. What type of dog? Uh, Lab? A large German Shepherd. And when I say okay. large, I don't mean like tall, muscular. I mean cheeseburger looking Lived boy. a good life. Yeah, my man's, my man's picking them up and putting them down yeah. when it comes to meals. He's not skipping. Uh, really nice dog though. Every time I tried to like get down to get a cool shot of like the colors going into the machine or like the Jersey being pulled through the, what, I don't know the puller, whatever they call it. Uh, Otis knows right in the lens. Awesome. Just could not wait to be on camera. Awesome. So shout out Otis and OT sports. Uh, I say all that to say, go down to the team shop. We've collabed with them on a lot of good stuff. We've had a lot of good stuff for years. Does Otis have anything to do with the name OT sports? So I asked, I was like, well, actually, I didn't even really ask. They were like, oh, and this is Otis. And they're standing in front of an OT sports sign. And I was like, <laughs> and then nobody else laughed. So I don't know if it's intentional or not. I still don't know. We can this ask is good. Brian. We this can ask Brian afterward. Yeah. Uh, but tons of great stuff. DurhamBulls.com slash shop. If you can't get down here, you know what? You live in downtown. You just want a good walk. Walk on down to the ballpark and go poke your head in the store. Say hi to Brian. Say hi to Emily. Say hi to Caroline. They're good folks. They'll take care of you. Give us a shout out. You know what? You want to come talk to us? Just walk in the store. We'll buzz Scott We're down. Around. 
We'll buzz Scott down. All right. That's it for Hipple Win Podcast. I'm Patrick. He's Scott. We'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>